Hey guys, this is Ekta. I just wanted to pop in and say thank you so much to Pop Sugar UK for featuring us as one of the top 11 beauty podcasts to listen to right now. We are so humbled, so honored to be in the lineup. It's it's such a such a surreal thing for us. So thank you so much and thank you to all of our listeners, anyone who's given even a second of their day to us. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means the world to us. I hope you guys are loving our content and stay tuned for a lot more. Hey guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is Ekta, and I have a very special episode for you guys for Earth Day today. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the CEO and co-founder of Ace of Air, Stephanie Stahl. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. I'm so, so excited you're here, and it's such an honor to host you. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to host you. I would love it, uh, Stephanie, if you could start off by just telling us about yourself and your career and, you know, just your journey in beauty and what led to this, um, to this brand. Absolutely. So I've, I've had a fairly long career. You know, I started when I was five. Um, <laughs> I love and all the, I, ba- all the most, uh, you know, genius women do. <laughs> <I'll> just... <laughs> I went from college to work on Wall Street because I had a lot of student debt and um, needed a, a job that I thought I would learn a lot. And I certainly did. Um, and from there went on to get an MBA and kind of used that time to pivot a little bit from investment banking to consulting, you know, not exactly a, a daring move on my part to be fair. However, yeah. it did get me into a line of work that I learned that I loved. So um, I was at the Boston Consulting Group for almost 13 years in their consumer retail and media practice as a partner. And in that role, got to work with amazing brands, either um, with specific things that they wanted to understand or in great distress or any combination therein. And that was a pretty amazing set of experiences in terms of learning. I bet with a range of people and usually on things that were pretty challenging. Um, And I, I kind of learned, I I realized that I I loved those kind of big change um, situations and I love brands. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, I, I love that you've, you know, you've experienced so many different angles, right? I feel like that's, that's, really the the value of experience in in any industry so um I love that you went into that I want to actually talk about how you know from that journey then how did you uh, you come to Ace of Air like how did that so I I went I I left consulting and became chief marketing officer at Revlon wow was there for five six years and was part of a team that kind of transformed the business. Um, you know, Revlon is a storied brand with an amazing history and, and has had a lot of different chapters. And that chapter, we took it from kind of declining to, to stabilizing to growing. And that's, a, that, that's an accomplishment with an established brand and a really competitive marketplace, right? I mean, accomplishment is a very, very mild word to use. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I mean, Revlon is like the one and only brand that I've ever, like my whole life I've had. So that, wow. 
Like, right? Yeah. And wow. we'd get we'd get letters from people in their 70s and 80s. You know, sometimes you just you discontinue a color, right? It's it's not really moving, but somebody's still using that color and they really love it and they're really sad. So yeah. it, it taught me about sort of the power of a category that is both very science-based, right? Getting these formulas right, getting the colors right, getting the packaging to operate both functionally and aesthetically and pleasingly, yeah. and also calculating, you know, um, turns per inch at, at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the emotional side and I've done shop alongs. I remember I did a shop along um, with a young woman who had just had twins and she signed up to do the shop along. And she said, this is the first time I've been out of the house. And she wow. was so excited to be, I think we were in Kmart and we were in the cosmetic aisle and she yeah. was almost in tears because she talked oh, about wow. the power of, you know, her cosmetics, kind of the armor for her, the way it helped her feel and showing up in the world. And, you know, <clears throat> the power of skincare and, and beauty and wellness for all people. But it was, it was just, it was very eye-opening to me. Um, I can, That's very moving. That's very moving. I love that. You know, I'm a skincare person, as, as my amazing mother, late mother, used to say, um, I'm not a big cosmetic user. And, and she would sort of say, you know, you could do so much more with yourself. I know that's not exactly what she meant, but that is exactly what she said. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I just think this is so, so interesting because I agree. I think skincare is, you know, definitely the next step for me. You know, I, when I discovered how interesting skincare was, makeup became even more fun. You know, right. it's like, it like enhances that experience. And, and I love that you've, you've had that, what you just described really touched me that experience that you just described, because, you know, my mother, the only, like, she was very similar. The only, you know, makeup item she had when she came here from India was a Revlon lipstick. Oh, and she still oh, has that. that to this day. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm curious so, what shade. <laughs> it's it's like a beautiful, you know what I mean? It's like that one of those um burgundy shades, you know, and that's mm. the only color she ever wears. So, you know, my point is that, you know, what you're saying is so beautiful. And I, I love that. And it is really more about, it's not just about vanity. It's about a whole lot more, you know, it really care. is. It yeah. really is. And it's can be so positively um, reinforcing to self. Right. right. And, and that's why, you know, I, I love the category. I love being in the category. And then, you know, Revlon kind of moved into another chapter and I moved into another chapter and I found myself in this uh, another amazing experience where I got to work as CEO and partner with um, Tracy Anderson and Gwyneth Paltrow at the Tracy Anderson method. Oh, in wow. The, in the wellness space. And obviously personal training classes, studios, um, we launched Metamorphosis, which was a way to actually bring Tracy's amazing method to many more people at a much more accessible price point um, via DVDs. I'm dating myself, right? That was kind of a breakthrough at the time. <laughs> it's okay. That was the best of times. Okay. I remember DVDs. I'll date myself too. <laughs> But I, I loved their passion and, and helping make real the idea of, you know, there, there are those who can afford to, you know, they're kind of the sky's the limit. There are no bounds for amazing personal trainers and, and, and all of that. And the commitment that Tracy and Gwyneth had that they wanted to figure out how do they bring sort of the core magic of Tracy's um, combination of 
dance and strength um, uh, practice to, you know, at a dollar a day, which is basically what that, that program was. Um, And so that was, that was a much smaller business and I was not sure, right. I'd worked in some pretty big companies up until that point. And what I found is I really loved being in a small environment where it is a family and um, it is also as CEO, every, everything you touched, you could potentially make better, right? Right. In a big company, yes, but it's different, right? And, and there are more layers and pace and all that stuff. So you know, my office was basically a Pilates box in the hallway of the <laughs> studio on the on the Lower East Side and my cell phone. And of course, you know, Tracy likes to train in heat. So it's 86 degrees and 70 some odd percent humidity and the decibels of the music, amazing music. She has amazing music taste, at, <laughs> you know, a deafening level, but it's all good. <laughs> hey, as long as it's good, you know, as long as it's good. <laughs> but another category where the power of it as a positive in people's lives, right? right. Mental, uh, physical health, mental well-being, all of the intertwining of those things. And right. so I've, I've found myself and, and the last big emotional category that I then um, got to, to create a transformative brand strategy for was coach in the leather goods um, fashion world. That was my first person. You're just like, you're just a pioneer. Like I'm just talking to one of the greatest because honestly, everything you've explained so far, it's like, these weren't, these aren't small things. These are things that I remember growing up, like watching happen. You know what I mean? Or brands that I clung to. And I, right? it's, it's beautiful. Like, yeah, it's, it's really a privilege being able to speak to you. Oh, well, you're, so cool. you're, that's lovely. And I, you know, I, I was so excited to go to coach because my mom's first bag in the seventies was, yes. you know, kind of that, I think it was the, the, the penny and yeah. such beautiful leather and simple lines and very functional. And so rack to, I love brands. So, <laughs> and I love the power of brands in people's lives, right? A brand is shorthand for an emotional reaction, right? Their functional benefits, okay. But the emotional benefits, those things have to ladder together. Um, and, and that's so fast forward. After I kind of had a moment to think about what did I really want to do and be when I grow up, I, I, I really wanted to learn more about the full digital world. And I managed that as a chief marketing officer, but generationally, I didn't grow up in it. And mm-hmm. th- it's different to sort of... Um, lead and manage versus do. And I really like having the opportunity to do because it gives you an additional perspective on what's possible, where the obstacles are and those kinds of things. And I thought, you know, there was so much happening. This was in 2015 in the startup world, right? And that felt um, like something I really wanted to have the opportunity to experience. And shortly thereafter had the amazing good fortune to be introduced by a, a, a long standing dear friend, um, David Knowlton, who is one of our three Ace of Air co-founders. He's a longtime investment banker, advisor, um, financial expert. He introduced me to Petra Nemkova, um, mm. who is um, my other co-founder and 
Petra's one of those people that when you meet her, um, she sort of appears like a light in the room and, and not just because she's stunning, because <laughs> of course she's stunning. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's that kind of, but the fact that she has dedicated her life since surviving the Phuket tsunami to yeah. not only continuing to have a very vibrant and um, uh, successful supermodeling career, but most of all, her time and her effort um, went into, she created a foundation after the Phuket tsunami and called Happy yeah. Hearts, dedicated to rebuilding schools in disaster ravaged communities because when she recovered wow. from her injuries, she went back to Phuket, I think with her mother and her sister, to see how they could help and, and where the gaps were. And she tells the story in her observation that, you know, a lot of money and, and terrific resources come pouring in immediately, right? The first responders. Yeah. But yeah. then when things fall out of the press, right? And things start yeah, to Yeah, then what to, happens? Right. Exactly. And she said, one of the things that is slow to get rebuilt are schools and it can take four to six years. And so you miss a whole generation of children. Oh and, my gosh, right? that is, that's real work right there. Wow. Uh, that's yeah. real work. And I'm not going to have the metrics quite right, but she then um, also impressively merged her foundation, um, Happy Hearts, and it's now All Hands and Hearts as another organization, um, All Hands, which is fantastic, that also rebuilds uh, homes in disaster ravaged communities. So they joined forces to be more powerful, which doesn't happen a lot in the nonprofit world. Yeah. And so now it's all hands and hearts and they've, I don't know, rebuilt, I think over 300 schools and thousands of homes and they're everywhere, right? From Puerto Rico to Petra ended up, spent two years in Haiti after the earthquakes there, focused on schools. Wow. And so you meet this person who walks the walk, talks the talk, does the work, is yes. know, in these <laughs> places that are not easy to get to. There's no glam in that. And it's her heartbeat. And yeah. she had been thinking about, well, what might be um, something in the beauty space, an area she knows well, and the wellness space. You know, Petra's been a vegan, I think, for 18 years, um, very much for health and planet reasons. But, you know, an early, an early, an early vegan, a, a, um, um, a, a leader in that space. And yeah, when it was first, it was, she actually discovered it on her own kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, so we got to talking and there were three things that we, we got really excited about. One was look, clean beauty, right? However you define it. Yeah. The fact that <laughs> so many ways, the yeah. fact that that's gone from niche to mainstream in what, seven years, six years, and, and all kudos to all who have helped drive that. But I think Greg Renfrew and Beauty Counter have been particularly, you know, leaders in that yeah. advocacy information. And we thought, look, that we define clean as, you know, ingredients that do, do good and nothing else, right, to the extent right. possible. And we felt like there was an opportunity to bring that to supplements as well. And supplements is kind of a complicated category, right? And and yeah, um, I mean, you picked the hardest one. <laughs> you, you really did. That's a very that that is you know definitely I would think in beauty and wellness right now that is the hardest one. Even when I think of it from the medical perspective, all perspectives. So yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. I'm excited to hear this story. <laughs> okay, so that was one sort of foundational tenant. The the second was 
Beauty Inside and Out. And, and this was 2017 when we first started having um, discussions. And so Beauty Inside and Out was quite nascent at that point. Um, there was certainly increased interest and search around you know, gut health and your skin really only looks as good as your gut and what does that mean and balancing gut and all of that. But we felt, look, you know, your skin is the largest organ in your body. I know from personal experience that if I've eaten garbage and slept nothing for a week, it really doesn't matter what I put on my face. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's exactly. not going to go well. And one of the big pain points, I'm sure you're, you know this, in, in supplements for the consumer is there are just so many. Yeah. And yeah. So you stand in front of that rack in CVS or your local, you know, um, vitamin store. And it's a little daunting and it's not always so easy to get help. Yeah. So we wanted to make that a simpler, um, a simpler engagement and a simpler way to do that. And look, there, there are those who think, you know, uh, what's the value in supplements. And I will say as a mom, (laughs) I (laughs) dutifully, tried, mostly succeeded to get my three sons to take their vitamins because I knew their diets weren't perfect. Um, (laughs) and it felt like it couldn't do any harm and actually might do good. And then you start reading the research because of our depletion of our soil that, you know, a pound of broccoli 20 years ago has X percent more nutrients, good stuff than it does today. Wow. So I don't know about you, but eating three pounds of broccoli doesn't feel very appealing. Yeah, that doesn't sound very appealing. (laughs) And Kale and I have always had a difficult relationship. So I never got into that trend. I'm not going to lie. I really tried because Tracy and Gwyneth are big Kale people and and they look amazing. But that 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 one's a tricky one for me. So the idea that, you know, I think as, as a species... We, we need to do some other things around regenerating our planet and our soil and, and farming and all of those practices. But I, I do think supplements that are made well um, yeah. are an additive part of a wellness routine and can have very direct benefits to skin. I think you're very, very, very much right with that. I mean, I know for a fact that there is so much untapped knowledge in the area of supplements. So like, I'm just, I'm saying this out for my opinion in general, because I think that's supplements. I think in the beauty industry get the most, you know, criticism and I, you know, okay, I get it, you know, but it's like, there is definitely a purpose and things like, for example, in pediatrics, you know, they give elderberry to help with, you know, Mm. kids around flu time and stuff. So there's a lot of truth in that. So I, please continue, but I just wanted to insert that little, you know, my little opinion. No, I love that. And and I think about, there was an instance where a, a medical doctor said, look, COQ would be really good for, you know, one of my kids at a certain point. And, and so I, I do, I do believe. Um, and then, you know, then you can do them well, or you can do them less well, which then brings us to the third tenant, which 32 years ago in my very first, oh my goodness, I really did just date myself, um, in my very first project. <laughs> That's okay. we're, all, we're all friends here. That's okay. <laughs> there we go. Um, it included a module on recycling because it was in the packaging uh, sector 
And there was a real war going on in those days in the dairy case between plastic and paper. And obviously it wasn't just paper, it was, you know, multi-plastic coated paper, but there was a real battle going on. And one of the questions raised by the client was, well, what is actually being recycled? What impact does that have in reality, in the mind of the consumer, et cetera, et cetera. And so I spent a couple of weeks very uh, spent in depth with the leaders of the local recycling centers in the tri-state area in the Northeast. And was really struck, you know, one of the things you ask in consulting is, you know, where's the money? Because that is one of the drivers of things. Of course. And in recycling at that time, there's a lot of money in waste management. There was not much money in recycling. In part because it takes a lot to do the sorting and the collecting and the, you know, if it's dirty, then it goes, you know, to China or at least up until two years ago. And then you sort it and you bail it. And if it's plastic, if the cost of virgin plastic is lower than the aftermarket for the bailed used plastic, then it goes to landfill. Mm, Wow. And that was sort of a depressing learning for me at that time. And then fast forward and and as Petra and I were thinking about, we, we put a pretty high bar on what we thought warranted being created and you could say and and you know this space really really well and we sort of joke about you know the world needs another beauty and wellness brand like a hole in the head (laughs) there are a lot and many amazing ones and so we we kind of took that pretty seriously and said well what are what are we going to do that that is truly um a positive yeah and as yeah. we looked at skincare and supplements, you know, the, the statistic is, I think the beauty industry creates 120 billion units of packaging a year, 120 yeah, billion. Yeah, it's like something crazy. Yeah, I know. Right? People are and, always talking about that. And I feel like the number's always going up. <laughs> so, yes, right? Yeah. And most of it's single-use plastic. Yeah. And in this country, only seven to 9% of plastic gets recycled. Wow. So you, you look at that, and, and that began, I think from my, my background, you can see I love learning. I love being around people who know much, much more than I do. Well, you're and- a pioneer. You're a pi- <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. Yeah, you're a pioneer. And that's just how your mind works. You're going to create things. You know, we all need to accept this, that she's going to create something magical every time she tries. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? Um, <laughs> certainly going to try. And we then um, started putting together this amazing group of humans who are our expert advisors, because I think we were very clear on what we know and what we're good at and what we could contribute. And then, you know, what, what, yeah. what we had gaps in. And so we work with one of the top dermatologists in New York City, mm-hmm. um, one of the best beauty formulators in the industry, a husband and wife natural pharmacology team who oh, wow. led the creation of Ace of Air's, um, supplements. And then um, a fantastic environmental activist and educator. And he, you know, that sector is large, dynamic, really important, um, yeah. goes the gamut from great things to promising things, maybe in the future at some time to greenwashing to BS. Hmm. Yeah. 
and everything in between. And so we really wanted someone to help us navigate what, what would be better. And this wasn't always clear. Yeah. We did something important at the beginning. Um, we did a life cycle analysis where um, scientists break down the packaging and the formula yeah. by yeah. a global standard database. Wait, is there, so there is a global standard then? Yes, there is. Okay, that's something you just, you just answered a huge question I've had for many months now. So, okay, yep. please continue more on that because I've never heard of that. Yep, so there's a global standard da- database and I'll come back to that in a minute um, because yeah. there is one impact that because it's a global standard database, there's a fair amount to getting the global standards. Yeah. There's the impact of microplastics, right? The fact that it is everywhere, that it is in our food and therefore in us. And apparently we're all consuming a credit card's worth of microplastics. Every yeah. Week. Not to mention the nanoparticles that come off of, off of plastics. You know what right. I mean? Like there's so much craziness. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, that has not yet been determined what its weight should be. So what does that mean though? I'm really, that means, so um, let me explain one of the things that is included. So for example, if you, um, so one of the packages that we had analyzed, so we analyzed 10 direct to consumer skincare and supplement products from different brands. And they were supplements that might be in sachets or skincare in a refillable or skincare in a glass jar or, Um, a supplement with the really cool mushroom um, dissolving packaging, right? So we really wanted to include both some of the classics and the, the more, you know, the new stuff edge. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And when they do a teardown on that packaging. So for example, if you use a certain kind of a paper, that global database has a, uh, a a number that includes okay, how much of that paper gets recycled, right? In the main, what is the impact of that? What does it do if it breaks down? All of those pieces are included. Wow, okay, okay. The microplastic thing, I think we're learning about that more recently, right? And so this was back in 2018 and it was really beginning to to become very clear the issue. I think Five Dryers has been amazing at, at driving some of that dialogue. And that they haven't yet figured out how to account for. So it's a big negative and it's not in our data. And what our data showed us was that of those 10 products, there were some variations, but not major, I will say. Yeah. And so really we're just, we're just finding better ways to like, you know, not better ways, but like different ways to do the same damage. Largely. And that's where I learned for the first time about, the linear economy and the circular economy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm now I'm very, very, very curious. Okay. So linear economy, what do you mean by that? Like the two? So the, the kind of the thumbnail for the linear economy is take, make, waste, repeat. Okay. Right. So you take resources from the planet, whatever they are. So if it's mushroom dissolving packaging, you have to grow mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. And perhaps that's better than using petroleum byproduct plastic, but that's what you're taking. Right. And then you're making something and there are resources and, and both human, right. If we want to talk about labor and and that very important sector. So you're making things with resources and then 
because we have become such a single use disposable culture, yeah. invariably you then waste them. Yeah, it's, it's also the form in which you use things. You know, I hate that argument of people saying, well, if we're replenishing something, then we can use it. No, because there's this thing called different phases of chemicals. <laughs> like, you know, you can't give back, like you can't put back the same ingredient the way that you found it fully. Right. You know what I mean? And then there are renewable ingredients, right? And then there yeah. are finite, right? So petroleum is yeah. one of those finite ones. Right. It's right. not regenerating itself. Once we've drilled it all out, it's gone. Right. Um, it's a natural resource. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, that repeats again. And so you can take better and you can waste better, right? So recycling yeah. is better, except most things can only be recycled once, maybe twice. Most things are downcycled. Right. It's yeah. not like they're becoming a better version of themselves. They're headed down. Yeah. And that's okay. when I learned about the circular economy, which is about designing out waste from the beginning. So really important for designers and the people that, you know, create the things we all use and enjoy. And up until I'm going to get the decade wrong. But if you think about there was a time where things were not created for designed yeah. obsolescence. Interesting. Yeah. That shifted yeah. at a point where somebody got the great idea. Well, if we design for obsolescence, the consumer has to buy it again. Yeah. And yeah. there's no more repairing of it, but we'll sell more. Right. Which brings you to the scorecard of businesses is too narrow. Interesting. And it doesn't include all of these other constituents like the planet, like people. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, uh, like all the resources, period. <laughs> yes. And yeah. so that's, so the difference between, so linear is take, make waste. And if you take as fact that we are consuming as a people more than the planet can provide, and we are wasting more than the planet can withstand, yeah, it takes you to, okay, so tell me more about this circular economy. And today, 9% of the global economy is circular and 91% is linear. And we actually wow. need to flip that. Where because is that mostly happening? The circular approach is it? It's so there are a couple of great examples. There's a floor covering company called Interface, yeah, who has been a real leader in trying to figure out because a lot of if you think about it, the first thing you do when you move into a, a new home, right? You tend to rip out whatever was there. Yeah, yeah. And most of that goes, you know, to landfill. And so the CEO of Interface has figured out how do they source differently? How do they reclaim? How do they make more of a closed loop out wow. of that cycle? And I mean, so this, is, this is really big stuff, Stephanie. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, I, I didn't even know there were these two, you know, like these two approaches and that, that it was defined so well, I should say. I, I didn't know that there was. I didn't either. Yeah, right? because, you know, I made, yeah, I made this point before. I was like, you know, we talk about sustainability a lot, but no one wants to bring in the experts. And I feel like, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing. And so I'm, I'm like learning so much from you right now. <laughs> well, I'm, I, forgive me if I'm being a total nerd, but it's, no, this is exactly, I'm a nerd too. It's okay. <laughs> We're nerds together, but yeah. Okay. So the, the circular approach is being utilized only by 9%. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And okay. if you think about it, right. It, it's, and look, a lot of us are already circling, right? If yeah. you use a reusable water bottle, you're circling, right? Yeah. That is not yeah. 
that, that, that is a reuse model. If you're composting gold star, right? Because not only are you in a circle, but you are being regenerative because you are capturing nutrients that go and regenerate the earth. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Gold star. Um, but if you repair your clothes or um, we've worked with a, a, an amazing content creator who talked about repairing her dog's toys. And I do that too. Um, yeah. Rather than go buy another toy, let me stitch. Yeah. My mother was like very big on that. I mean, I had to learn how to stitch, how to knit, how to cross stitch. I don't know when I'm going to use that, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like just fix what you've got. You don't need to buy something new every time. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah. And, and, and to be really clear about it, um, yeah. you know, the, the indigenous populations have always done this. Yeah. That, yeah. And so has all of rural, you know, Asia. Yes. <laughs> right. And, and so yeah. this is, we're not, this is we're nobody's inventing anything here. Um, yeah. We just, we've become such a disposable, consumable um, society. And, uh, you know, unfortunately on the topic of plastic, it's now quite well documented that there was a concerted effort on the part of the plastic lobby and the plastic companies to yeah. basically yeah, put the onus on the consumer that, well, there's waste because you're, you're a litterer or you're, you're not doing it right and shame on you. And, Recycling is the great solution. And now it's come out that some of the individuals who were in those roles knew very well that it wasn't a solution, but yeah. it needed to appear to be a solution so that plastic would be not hated, but loved. Like that's every lobbyist in the world. Gosh, I just, you know, I, I, I think about these things and it's like, what you're saying to me is like, I feel like innately in us as human beings, we should know how to stay within like know how to use our resources i feel like that's built into all of us but there's a psychology of consumerism that nobody wants to talk about so it's very easy to like blame the consumer and i and i love that you made this point but and it's it's a lot deeper than that you know it is right and yeah. so we looked at that and and we looked at all the, the all the bowls right the biodegradables the refillables the reusables the compostables the you know lots of bowl yeah except those are all adjectives yeah. There are no verbs. And so things can say that they're compostable and then you have to dig into it and you discover that it's only in industrial compost centers of which there are very few. And so wow. if you put that in your garden or if it goes into the trash, it's going to landfill. Wow. And this is where the greenwashing stuff becomes a, a bummer. So I, I don't, I, we'll go to the positive now. We looked at all that and we said, all right, so we think there's another way. Yeah. And let's actually take control of the things that we can control, right? Not wish for the next great scientific breakthrough silver bullet. Maybe there'll be one. I don't know. I'm a little dubious, but I hope so. I really hope so. Right. Right. Me too. Yeah. Or pointing fingers at the big brands. Why aren't you doing better? Because we all have a role. And, and we looked at this brand and said, okay, let's go a little bit back to the future enabled by a very kind of breakthrough tech platform where we are a buy the product, borrow the package model. Cause what you want is the product, right? That's what yeah, you're consuming. Exactly. And everything else can be shared and reused. Yeah. I and... love that. You know, the sharing, the, the <laughs> sharing aspect, like I see, I love the word sharing, but you, did you run into problems when you were kind of like coming up the, with the wording? Yes. Because yeah, <laughs> I, was like, yep. I figured, yeah. 
I would love to hear that story because I know there are some people out there there that are not really, you know what I mean? They don't think the way we do and just, yeah. <laughs> right. And so we thought about borrowing, right? Because remember when you used to borrow library books and you yeah, used to return yeah. them and maybe somebody else had written a note in the margin and somebody else had used it. And that wasn't a deterrent. That was just how things were. And, and actually up until the late 60s, Almost all of our soda and beer and milk yeah. were in glass, right? Yes, I miss those days. Right? <laughs> Which was a really nice user experience. Yeah. And there were all these regionalized bottler systems that would pick them up, not to recycle them, but to clean them and reuse them. Yes, exactly. I rem- yeah. Yeah. And then the miracle of plastic, which it is a miraculous <laughs> material. It is so light and cheap and, and designable and malleable and it's fantastic until it's not. And now we know it's got a lot of not. Yeah. Um, but to your point, right? Drinking, I don't drink Coke anymore, but drinking a Coke out of a bottle. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Out of a bottle. I still, I still look for the bottles. I'm like, can I, yeah, with the real sugars, I get you. I mean, this is such a, it's such a simple concept, isn't it, Stephanie? But it's like, you think about it, like, you've got me thinking about this. And I'm like, how did we get so far from that? You know, like how, like, it's, it's like huge how far we've gotten from that. You know, where's the money? Yeah. Yeah. And you said it, yeah. That, and, and so we know in beauty, particularly in beauty, right? Packaging matters the user experience matters, how it looks on your countertop or on your vanity matters. And you you sort of have to, once you make this choice, are we gonna make durable packaging or disposable packaging? And if you go for disposable, then I guess the goal is to use as little and, and, and but then I think you lose the user experience. Yeah. Making durable, we then said, you know what, in this buy the product, borrow the package, Let's first start, right, the three R's, reduce, reuse, recycle. We put recycle in the last resort. Obviously, it's important, and all of our materials are recyclable at end of life, but it was not not the centerpiece. It was the last resort. We started with reduce. So skincare and supplements, as you know, right, in many cases, skincare has the primary, the secondary, the cellophane, the... Um, tamper evidence seals, right? There's a lot of packaging, which is why in the life cycle analysis, the product is about 25% of the impact, the stuff we use. Shipping, this is direct to consumer, is about five. Oh, wow. And that is sometimes a little bit mind-blowing for people because you see trucks and you think that must be the problem. Right. Well, it's five. And also realize if you're not getting it to your house, you're probably driving to the store. (laughs) yeah yeah that's true (laughs) right but it's five obviously i'm gonna make improvements on that but the packaging is about 70 wow which given how small the product is it kind of makes sense right i mean skincare is small supplements are small and most of them end up supersized because at retail any good marketer the second question you get from your colleague at the retailer is well how this is going to stand up on shelf exactly Yeah. Like, well, we'll just make it bigger. Well, you know, I, I mean, making it bigger is not the, not the answer. You know, it's, it's just like, but, but here's the thing I, I want to know in terms of like, I'm still trying to f- figure out how does it work? Like the, the borrow concept. So you, right. so you okay. I, I want, I want you to tell us a little bit more about that. Yep. So you go to aceofair.com. Yeah. 
and you order our amazing bounce back moisturizer with Pinocchio and you order our uh, Illuminate Me Sunrise Serum with Moringa and you want our um, Mega Me Vegan Omega because you know how important good fats are for your skin. Yeah. You check out like on any other site, but what you will yeah. see when you check out, which is a little different, is the checkout shows the products you're buying and then a small rental fee for the packaging you're using, you're borrowing. Oh, how cool. This reminds me of Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, goodness. Now we're both dating ourselves. Now I'm not, yeah, now I'm really dating myself. Wow, that's so cool. I'm like really excited. This is cool. Yeah. Just as a reminder that we're in a community, we're all in this together, and this is the sharing part of this. Yeah. And yeah. then we only offer ground shipping because the environmental difference of ground versus air is significant. Yeah. And look, we all know we're in a race to the bottom. We all want it delivered yesterday, today, prime, immediately. Yeah. Again, a behavior I think that could be evolved. It's conditioned. It's been conditioned. You know, right? there's a lot of uh, conditioned behaviors that we need to uh, recondition Rethink. ourselves out of. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So we only offer ground. So on average, depending on where you are, maybe that's two days, maybe that's four days. Um, and we only offer carbon neutral. So we're in partnership with UPS and they have a carbon neutral offset system. Oh, wow. That is good on UPS. I like that. Yes. And so what arrives to you on your door is our, what we call our boomerang box. And we call it that because it goes to you and it comes back to us. That's so cool. <laughs> You're talking to a nineties kid. You know, I just want to say that boomerangs were the best. Yes, Blockbuster right? was the best. <laughs> we were all about sharing growing up. So I'm like, I'm loving all of this. This is great. And we know that moment where you open your purchase. Yeah be a great moment we it's have, gonna be an awesome moment right? you know all this that went behind it and the whole experience is so different and cool like for me I mean even if you didn't tell me this whole story I, it would it would take me back and that's why I brought up things like blockbuster and all these cool things because it would take me back to that experience you know what I mean right there was there was something beautiful in it and there's <laughs> there's so many memories in that so yeah absolutely so you open your boomerang box yeah. And you'll see uh, a note on the back of the outbound shipping label that says, hi, you're amazing. And <laughs> this is your seahorse shipper. So every shipper is named for a flora or fauna species. Ooh. Kind of personalize it. And also to give it, right, if we think about biodiversity and other things, right, this is really important. And then it says how many trips it's taken. So maybe it's taken five trips or maybe it's taken 25 trips and you know immediately you're part of this group who's yeah. natural resource cycling on and on. That is so well thought out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am seriously in love with this concept. Now, don't tell me you guys have an app too because then I'm going to lose my mind. Is there an app well, yet? There is an app and we're, we're just waiting to... to put the app out there because we all know real estate for apps in our personal lives and on our yeah. phones is hard earned 
And we yes. want to make sure that it is additive to the web and mobile experience. And we're, we're confident it is. We're just doing a little more fine tuning. Well, anyone out there listening, if you need to be sold even more on this, then there, there's something <laughs> that you need to reevaluate about yourself. I don't need any more convincing. As soon as this app goes up, I'm downloading it. You can Excellent. have all the real estate on my phone. You'll be, you'll be app download number one. Huh? Yes, absolutely. So you open your boomerang box and yeah. there are your products. We have designed out all secondary packaging and we have designed out all the stuffing that normally appears in your corrugate box. Yeah. Wow. So I you, love that. You take out your new moisturizer and your new vegan Omega and you put it to one side Yeah. and then you flip it and ship it back to us, the boomerang box. And we know that a pain point, I don't know about you, I hate doing returns, right? Heaven forbid, yeah. I have ordered something that didn't work out or needs to go back. And then there's this but it's moment it's not of, so bad though. Remember on Netflix, you had to return the DVD? That was easy, right? Netflix made that. it really easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, and I remember that really clearly. So we wanted to make it really easy too. So all you do is you take out the address label that was to you, you flip it with the address label back to us, Okay. It's in a slot on the inside of the boomerang box, close it up and UPS brings it back to us the first time empty. And that's important because we could do a model where, you know what, you wait until you're done with your products and then you ship everything back together. Yeah. And, but some people use skincare slowly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And so what we came to a conclusion is that we would, we, we, you can borrow the product packaging, the primaries for right. six months, and then we need them back. And oh, that, wow. that felt like six months should be in the main long enough. That's actually very brilliant on so many different levels, because we should be, if you're buying a skincare brand or a product, you should be using it enough times in six months to where you've used it up. Otherwise you then think. you don't really like the product, you know? Right. Or, you know, and I know there are some people who like to experiment and, 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 and I completely get that, but we sort of, to your point, we were hoping this would be kind of a reasonable place. And we did focus groups and talked to, to target consumers about it. And they were like, yep, yep, nope, that makes sense. And then on supplements, if you're taking them the way they're suggested, you should be done in a month, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, I feel like pharmacies need to do this. Like, this is brilliant. Like, I really, I'm just like sitting here, like thinking about all the industries that could do this and benefit. Right. I mean, I, I'm. <laughs> and I think so, more and more are, are thinking about it. And, and one of the things we've done, right, because our, our objective is, yes, to create a brand that people love and that delivers products that they're really excited about and, and love to use. We yeah. also would like to be a catalyst for the industry. And, and we look at brands like Tesla, who have not only created a an amazing business, but have also finally gotten the auto industry to move. Yeah. Tesla is, see, if I wasn't already in love with her, she just made me like, it just sealed the deal. Yes. Tesla <laughs> is like my favorite. Elon Musk is like my favorite person on this planet. Like I'm just obsessed with this vision. So yeah, yeah. I hear you. And, yeah. and you know, no, no, no prisoners. No, I mean, he's, 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 he's quite something. But oh yeah. That, so and with that, look, we've spent three and a half years, we've raised a fair amount of capital because the materials research and the tech platform, and you know, this is not, this is not the, all right, let's make some amazing formulas and use stock packaging, which is one economic model. This yeah. was a different um, approach, but now we've done it. 
And we are in early conversations with other brands who also want to be able to become circular. And we have the turnkey that we can share on a B2B basis. I love that. And I also actually, uh, now see, that makes me question one thing is how would the packaging work if the, because, you know, obviously every brand has their own vision of how packaging should be. So how would we, like, how would this work? Two ways, right? One is you've got your packaging and you want the tech platform because as a brand, we not only have to track finished goods, but we have to track packaging units, right? Because they're durable, valuable assets. So where they end up matters, not only for the environmental reasons, but also for economic reasons. So if I'm going to lend something to you, then, you know, we're in a pact where it is going to come back or there's a replacement cost for that unit. But that means we have to be able to know where that unit is. Right. Okay. And so if you want, if you're a brand and you've already got, you know, packaging that you love and you just want to be able to become circular, we have the tech platform solution to apply to your existing packaging, assuming it's durable enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because durability is the hallmark. Wow. That's so cool. Or this is so you cool. can use our packaging and put your brand colors into wow. it and, yeah. and, and go that direction. So this is, really- this is brilliant. This is seriously brilliant. I mean, I want to, I want to keep talking about packaging. I could talk about it for literally days and I'm going to seriously beg you to come back on because I want even more information, but I want to quickly ask you about the actual formulations of yes, your, please. of your line. Yeah. So, so tell me all about how, what went into the, the beautiful formulas and, and, you know, in terms of just what you were trying to target, um, in skin health. So this is where, um, first we decided, look, let's, think about this holistically and therefore formulate the topicals and the ingestibles together. Okay. So that they are intended to work together. And I think that is a hallmark of Ace of Air and that's exactly what we did. So the, the two biggest desired skin and benefits are glowing moisturized skin, right? And then anti-aging, obviously without using that word. Those are the two biggest ones. And as we thought about where did we want to start, not where do we want to finish, but where do we want to start? We said, let's start with those two. And then began to think about, all right, so what would the products be and what would be amazing um, uh, high impact natural ingredients to deliver the feel and the efficacy? And this is where Petra's experience in Haiti where she became very knowledgeable about moringa, which is a kind of miracle tree that grows in sort of sub-Saharan climates. And in Haiti, they would actually use the powder from the leaves on children's food to augment their um, nutrition. Because it's such a powerful um, ingredient base. And then the seeds have this amazing oil That's awesome. And so we learn more about that. And we actually source our Moringa oil from seeds from Haiti, from a local cooperative that kind of reinforces and reinvests in the local community, which is something. I love that. I love that. I love that you're putting that into the, yeah, the community. I mean, that's for me, that's such a important, 
it's, it's so close to my heart because, you know, I've said this so many times and I feel like my listeners are getting sick of it about, you know, my family's from rural India and I have a lot of understanding of how much those communities, like every little thing, how much it's shared and how much it's worth to them. You know what I mean? Right, so right. like, it's when huge. You, yeah, it's huge. So I love that. And so you, we, we've, have some amazing video of, of some of the farmers who talk about, look, you know, this allows me to buy uniforms for my children and all right. We all have yeah. so many shared um, objectives in our lives. And so that, that is important. And then we source the leaves from an amazing B Corp. We're also a B Corp called Kuli Kuli. And mm. they have a network of um, farms and farmers, mostly female owned um, that uh, grow, that source the, the leaves. And so wow. that's how we thought about Illuminate Me. And then Mark Reiner, who is our expert advisor, beauty formulator, um, made magic out of that. And, and I can't share the product references he used as we developed these products, but they are really special. And I feel like we've really matched or gone yeah. past. And well, I think what you're doing is magical overall. I mean, you know, I think with skincare right now, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, a lot of reasons why consumers are buying what they're buying. That's what I'm trying to say. And I feel like, you know, one of those reasons is to support things you believe in, right? I mean, that's yep. what, what, for me as a consumer, yes, I'm buying skincare for every reason, for, you know, in terms of health, but I'm also trying to support a cause or, you know, something, a vision. And I feel like no matter what, like what you're doing is just next level, period. You know, it, wow. it's amazing. So I, I'm, I'm just so impressed. You know, wow. I, I just Thank wanted you. to say that. I yeah. appreciate that. And we have a no, lot to you. learn and we can't wait to, to hear all about it from consumers. And then the, the hero ingredient in our Restore Me collection is Hinocchio. And we were introduced to that by Dr. Klein, um, mm. our advising dermatologist. And the reason Hinocchio is really special and powerful is it's a magnolia bark extract. And in the medical world, it's used to treat um, skin cancer and burn victims because it has yeah. a regenerative effect at the DNA level of skin. And oh, obviously wow. we're a skincare brand, not a, not a you know, pharma brand, um, but we know that that's the power of this ingredient. So we were so excited when we learned about that and, and incorporated it fully. And then the last piece of our, of our model um, is look, it's important that, that customers feel valued and loyalty programs are really important. And I kind of wanted to rethink it a little bit. Yeah. And so our loyalty program for purchases and, and great positive planet behaviors, you receive um, what we call stellar rewards. Ooh, what are those? They go into your account. They're basically points. And yeah. we are um, marketing partners with three amazing nonprofits, the Ocean Conservancy, Five Gyres, and the Peconic Land Trust. And you can then convert your points into dollars and contribute them to any or all of our partners. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love that. See, this is what the app is for. That's why we need the app. <laughs> that's why you need the app. Exactly. We that need is. the app. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Yes. I, that's brilliant, Stephanie. Honestly, that again, I mean, I'm just overusing that word, but seriously, wow. That's like the coolest way for a consumer to see exactly like, you know, like we put our money and we see our money being put into what we want. Oh, I, I love that. Yep. I love yep. that. Yeah. And we've committed 3% of revenues. Um, wow. To that. That's, that's, a, that's solid. That's really, <laughs> I love that. Then everybody listening out there, I hope, you know, I hope you've learned as much as I have from this episode, because I, 
I mean, we're going to have to do a part two. You know, I'm just going to put that out there. I would be delighted. And so <laughs> delighted to be here for part one and, and to talk about all of this with you and, and love what you do on Skin Anarchy. And I wanted to ask the background of the name, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 just anarchy everywhere you look in the in the industry, and that's really all it is. People ask me that all the time, and I'm like, I promise, there's no deep head meaning. <laughs> it's just that when I looked at the industry, I was like, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's anarchy. <laughs> I so, love that. Call it, yeah. But thank you so much, Stephanie. This was such an honor. I was truly my honor hosting you and learning about your vision. I mean, this has been a very like, you know, for me, a very personal episode. I've learned so much from you. So thank you. And, you know, everyone listening out there, I hope you've had a similar experience. And if you have, I want you to leave some comments, some questions for Stephanie's team in the um, in the art for this episode. Definitely check out Ace of Air if you have not already. They launched um, in January. So it's a very new brand, but they're doing amazing things, as you've heard. And yeah, let us know um, what you think of us and leave some feedback. Thank you again, Stephanie. And thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. Hi, guys. This is Ekta again. I just wanted to pop in and say I hope you really enjoyed this episode. And also just to mention that we are so excited about our new sponsorship package. And um, we've been getting an immense response from it. So thank you so much to everybody who's responded. And also, if you know anybody or if you're a brand that is looking to sponsor us, please shoot us an email at skincareanarchy at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. And I will be back next time.